This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 28, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The massive new spending plans of Joe Biden hinge somewhat on the massive new taxing plans of Joe Biden. Cato's Chris Edwards discusses the claims that high-income taxpayers don't pay their fair share, whatever that means, and the practical consequences of trying to take their tax rates even higher. Whenever I hear a uh, pundit or politician say, the wealthy need to pay their fair share, I feel like they are careful not to say what fraction of income actually is the fair share. Uh, so when these people describe that the, the wealthy people are not paying enough, uh, it seems pretty clear that they don't have an idea of what enough is. There's so many leading politicians who claim that wealthy people and high earners don't pay their fair share. And frankly, it really is just nonsense. Um, so Biden and Senator Elizabeth Warren say that, uh, you know, the rich aren't paying their fair share. Uh, Senator Warren recently said that the rich only pay a tax rate half of what everyone else pays. And the New York Times recently claimed that for the past quarter century, taxes on the affluent have continued falling. Now, this is not true. There are numerous uh, authoritative sources that show the opposite. So, for example, the Congressional Budget Office tallies up all federal taxes, income taxes and payroll taxes and gas taxes. And they found that the currently the top 1% pay 25% of all federal taxes, and that share is up from 14% uh, back in 1980. So the share on the top 1% highest earners uh, is enormous at 25% at, at of all taxes, and that's been increasing consistently. Another way you can you can look at this is you can look at tax rates. So while Elizabeth Warren claimed that the rich pay uh, a tax rate only half of what everyone else uh, pays. Uh, you can, for example, look at data from the Brookings Tax Policy Center and find that the top 1% currently pay an overall federal tax rate of 28%. That's double what people in the middle pay at around 13%. And it is 10 times what people in the bottom one-fifth pay of 3%. So the bottom one-fifth pay 3% rate on all their federal taxes, and uh, the top 1% pay uh, 28%, almost 10 times more. So th th that narrative that the rich aren't paying their fair share, that they pay lower rates, it's, it, it really is total nonsense. All right. So uh, among higher income, but not the top 1%, uh, the rates that they've been paying, say the 81st to 99th percentiles, the, the tax rates that they've been paying have seemed to be fairly steady. Is that right? Yeah, there's very good data on this. The, the Congressional Budget Office has data on all federal taxes back till 1979. And the tax rate on, on all federal taxes for the top 1% has hovered around 30% the whole time. The rate on the, uh, the next one-fifth of all taxpayers has been pretty flat as well. Um, but then if you look at the rate on the middle three-fifths, it has fallen. And then, the, then the tax rate on the bottom one-fifth of American taxpayers 
has uh, plunged to almost zero. Um, they used to pay the that bottom group used to pay about ten percent uh, rate, and now they pay uh, virtually zero. One of the things that's happened with the federal tax system has been the huge expansion in the earned income tax credit and child tax credit, which are so-called refundable credits. In other words, they're subsidies from the Treasury. And these credits have essentially wiped out um, taxes completely for the bottom 40 percent or so of of taxpayers. So uh, rates at the bottom have fallen and rates at the top have been pretty consistently flat over the last few decades. Okay, so I can recall during the campaign that Joe Biden had said, if you earn more than $400,000 a year, that you would not see your income taxes go up. And then uh, within a month or so of being in office, his spokespeople had clarified to say, oh, no, 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 what we mean, we mean household income, we don't mean individuals. And that had uh, was a bit of a sleight of hand, but it effectively cut the uh, number of people who would be facing zero tax increases that cut those the incomes relevant for that in half. I mean, in a way, it doesn't really matter what the politicians say or promise, because if the federal government keeps spending like this, there will be a massive tax increase on everyone. And you only have to look at uh, the European uh, governments, which are generally bigger than you know the United States uh, government. Uh, they fund their bigger welfare states in Europe by mass middle class taxes, in particular value added taxes. So the average value added tax or sales tax in Europe is 20%. So they fund their bigger welfare states by this mass 20% VAT tax uh, on the middle class. Um, so, you know, that is where we're headed, sadly, if we don't control the spending in Washington, because I do believe that these massive deficits, they will uh, end up in a big financial and economic crisis and in a crisis, uh, as a, a former top official Rahm Emanuel said, you know, the left jumps in and, and uses crises to, to their advantage to uh, to ram through uh, policies uh, that in this case, you know, are going to make us all worse off, much higher taxes on everyone. All right. Going forward, is there any. We have a, a fairly evenly split Congress. The president is a Democrat. Uh, what do we expect to see in terms of tax rates going forward? Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm worried about uh, Joe Biden's proposed increase in the federal corporate tax rate. His Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has been claiming that there's been a race to the bottom in corporate taxes around the world. It's true that corporate tax rates have fallen around the world, which is a good thing. It's made economies more efficient. But uh, I've, as I've written at Cato, the, uh, that doesn't mean that corporate tax revenues have fallen. In fact, corporate tax revenues have risen. So, you know, falling corporate tax rates have been a win-win for the government and for uh, the economy. Uh, so I, I think raising the corporate tax rate is, is really misguided. The other, you know, another big policy promise of the Biden administration is doubling the federal capital gains tax. That's a big mistake because I think that would hammer Silicon Valley and Austin, Texas and other high tech uh, clusters around the country. Uh, startup businesses, angel investors, uh, entrepreneurs, they they put their money into risky startups in the hope of 
earning a capital gain. If you double the capital gains tax, I think that'll be devastating for America's innovation and technology economy. So all of these tax uh, proposed tax hikes would be damaging in different ways. Uh, we don't need to go that direction. We should we should start controlling federal spending uh, to get deficits down. And I think that would be the real win-win for the economy uh, and and for people. Uh, the one thing that I found particularly troubling is that the Biden administration has made several statements that indicate that they're very interested in looking into what's going on in people's bank accounts directly. That is trying to identify people who are hiding income by a more invasive surveillance of financial data. Yeah, I think this is uh, very scary. Actually, there's there is a trade off between IRS enforcement and civil liberties uh, for for a lot of different reasons. Uh, for one, is the IRS itself uh, it has these giant uh, databases already of American data that are uh, are really an excellent target for uh, foreign actors and governments in China and Russia and elsewhere uh, to hack. If you want personal information about Americans, you know you would be trying to trying to hack the IRS and the IRS has a history of lax safety measures around uh, the databases it controls. So that's a big problem. Uh, one thing people may not understand is that the IRS all, often makes big mistakes. You know, they, they, they try to enforce tax code, uh, enforce tax liens and the like against individuals. They often make big mistakes. There was an, a very interesting recent example of this. Uh, there's been a 10-year battle uh, with the IRS uh, and Michael Jackson's estate. The IRS was claiming Michael Jackson's estate owed $480 million in estate taxes. But ultimately, just a couple weeks ago, the tax court decided that actually the estate only owes $110 million. So the IRS claimed $480 million. The tax court said, no, IRS, you were totally wrong. They really only owe $110 million. The point is here that the IRS makes giant mistakes. So giving um, them more teeth to try to push more enforcement when they make these big mistakes, I think is going to create all kinds of uh, civil liberties uh, abuses. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. This month marks the 15th anniversary of the Cato Daily Podcast. In appreciation to our listeners, we have a small gift for you. Visit cato.org slash cdp15 to learn more. 